the point after show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double chance does what the f*** he wants. The Point After Show. Spikes in hell. Spikes in peewee hell. What's up, everybody? Welcome to week five of the Point After Show. I'm here with Polly Bag of Walnuts, or what's your alias this week, bud? Who knows, right? Joe Caviston and Ed Scarupa as co-hosts, as always. We're here to talk fantasy football. We'll kick it off this week with a little bit about our league again. Uh, Ed, what happened with your fantasy matchup this week in Lipco's Legends? Um, my wide receivers suck. That's all I, that's all I can say. I mean, um, Cam Newton, he's on the COVID list. Um, and my wide receivers are just poop. Uh, I have Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones and Melvin Gordon. They all put up like 20-plus each. And um, I think I scored about 115 total. So yeah, that just had- goes to show, show my, the rest of my team. Yeah, 137 total. Uh, I thought after the Packers' first drive there, you had uh, obviously your numbers were lighting up like a street light. Uh, You were in the green. I thought you were going to pass Chachi and actually pull off the win with a huge Aaron Jones game. You needed about 30 points, but unfortunately, he he went MIA for a little bit there. And I don't, I don't know what happened. Like Jamal Williams and um, the the rookie, Dylan, were. There was a lot of people on Twitter, like all up in arms about uh, his. uh, his MIA, his absence from about yeah, did he have to take two a shit? drives, he didn't see him. I don't, I don't know. He might have had an Eddie. He might have. He pulled an Eddie, dropped a deuce, was MIA for a little bit, and Eddie, unfortunately, wasn't able to pull off the win. Uh, you know, brought him down to a one and three record in a, in a tough, tough league, for sure. Again, this year is funny with a lot of injuries, people going down. You never know who's going to, you know, be out this week, like you said, the COVID list. You know, kicking it off to, uh, you know, fantasy judas over there finally got his his ship right up to 160 fantasy points this past week basically doubled his season numbers there and got the w against uh greeble the trade monster uh what smoke how do you feel right now about your fantasy squad optimistic uh obviously last week i was down in the dumps i couldn't even average over 100 points for the first three weeks but um it came back around. Um, obviously, I got George Kittle back this week, which was huge for me, and he, he delivered. Uh, Antonio Gibson is on the upswing, which is phenomenal to have uh, where everybody drafted him. And uh, I, had a, I had to switch out Big Ben for um, obvious reasons, and I went with uh, Fitzpatrick, who didn't have the greatest week, but he had enough to, to pull me through. But still have some glaring gaps in my, uh, in my team, which um, – <laughs> Eddie will probably talk about uh, later on in the show that I have some, uh, some big holes that I have to figure out. Yeah. And, and you brought your record, like you said, Kittle having a monster game for you. He's back from injury, which is huge for you. Hurts everybody else. That's kind of uh, has any uh, San Francisco offense. Hopefully Jimmy G comes back this week and steadies the ship. But uh, let's, let's talk about the one person that has the most chatter in our league 
Joe Caviston, you know, uh, this guy was expected at fantasy draft day to finish in the bottom two of the league in a 12-man league. Uh, made that nice little hefty bet against uh, Mike Arnis. Cavi's now 3-1 and one with another 160-point week. He's overperforming for sure. Uh, Alvin Kamara's been a super stud for your uh, squad, Cav. What, uh, what's your, like, fantasy outlook for this season? Feel good. I told you guys after week one, I, I was a little nervous, but uh, I thought I figured things out. Made a couple changes, unloaded uh, Mark Ingram, which I think was good because it, it got me out of a couple weeks where I would have played him and it would have hurt me. Um, but I think he serves a, a purpose on the team I traded him to. But um, for me, it ended up dodging a couple bullets where I played a couple flyers that end up getting me a bunch of big points. Um, I need to figure, you know, one, one more piece out and then I, I'm, I'm feeling good though. Uh, I'm happy with my team. They're performing. I have, uh, you know, two guys on my bench that are putting up positive numbers every week. So I feel solid about my bench too. Um, you know, uh, optimistic is how I'll, I'll put yeah, it. No, and and here's, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say, too, is you look at your squad. Yeah, you're in third place in our league right now. You know, I know last year a lot of people dogged my fantasy team. I ended up finishing third for the season, but I was, like, bottom three in fantasy points. I just ran into everybody when they had bad weeks. You know, you can't really say that about your team. I think you're about fifth in points in our league this year, and you look, you know, your points against are kind of low on the weaker end, but you're still putting up points every week, so it doesn't matter who you play. Um, so nah, I, I think you're looking golden in that bet. If I were you, I, I'd start talking, you know, potential buyout with our niece. I, hey, I'm just so hoping, uh, send me a hundred bucks. Now we could call the bet off. If I somehow, you know, end up winning, then, you know, that, that, that bet gets doubled and I'm, I'm walking with 300 bucks. So I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, so that's I, nice. I, I don't mean to interrupt. I, I do want to say, I, I want to go on air and I want to go on record by saying that, um, I apologize to Cavi. I really did think that you had a terrible draft. You had, um, I thought your, your team was terrible, um, but you really did figure it out. So kudos to you, man. You, 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 you made a couple minor tweaks to your team. You put a couple guys in place and uh, yeah, I mean, you've been on a roll, man. So good job to you. I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you uh, win that $150, maybe $300. I don't know. Um, but let's talk about Tommy's team. Tommy, what happened to you this week? Uh, I ran into the buzzsaw, right? Like, what do you do? I had uh, I played against Dak Prescott, Joe Mixon, and I don't even know who the Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. All put up almost 50 fantasy points in our league. You look at just those three players alone, he outscores eight out of the 12 teams in our league right there. Um, here was the biggest slap in the face was uh, – Going into Monday night, I still had four players going. Obviously, Devontae Adams, you know, not playing hurt. But it, the, the slap in the face was Mazza didn't even go out and try to pick somebody up to start in Sony Michelle's uh, running back slot on his squad. So he, he beat me with me. a zero on his team. Yeah, he beat me with one person down. And yeah. again, you know, good for him. He, he knew it, right? Like I had to put up 80-some fantasy points with Julio, Devontae Adams, Todd Gurley, and um, – I forget who else I had going last night. Um, didn't work out. I only put up like 140, I think. Yeah, 132. 140. 132. Um, so it was you rough. The, uh, you actually, there was eight people in our league that are seven. I mean, seven people in our league that outscored you this week. Does that make you nervous? Well, 
again, I had my number one draft pick, Devontae Adams, not play. I had uh, Julio Jones, who I, you know, was a recent uh, acquisition, play the first half. But again, he didn't look good. Actually, you know, I, I, I was a little nervous about Julio there, not only because of his hamstring injury leading up to this game, but maybe it's just me. He looked like he put on a little beef this offseason here. I don't know if it was no preseason. Didn't yeah, really look might. like himself. I know week one. We might get into did. him later. We might get into him later. But, you know, um, again, going, you know, Pops is 4-0 on the season again. He's yeah. looking to do back-to-back. And the scary back part about back. his squad is <laughs> – His two best players are out. Yeah. Um, McCaffrey hasn't played in a couple weeks. Michael Thomas hasn't played in a couple weeks. And he's still 4-0. I think he's second in the league in points. The one good thing is, um, you know, all of us as, a, as a, a league need to start beating up on Rivera, right? This was another contender that we talked about all preseason. And obviously this past week he had the Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, who both went on the IR this week, out multiple weeks. Um, I know Arnice, I don't know if he was boozing heavy or what, but was sending – Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and, and Thielen out for um, an undrafted rookie first game this week. And uh, Steph Diggs. It was, it was unbelievable. A lot of ruckus in the league about yeah. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Um, this, is, this is one thing that, that irks me about when I'm in a fantasy league and I see, I see a team that has a very, very good team. And then you get, as, as the outside teams, right, when you see a really good team get hit with the injury bug, like, Pops did. Now um, Rivera is getting hit with the injury bug. Like nothing irks me more than when somebody goes and tries to make trades with them to help their team. It's like to let them die on the side of the road for as many weeks as we could possibly get. Right. If, if you have two of your, if your two best players go on IR, like theoretically you should be dead to rights for a couple of weeks. Don't go help them. Like, I don't care how much it helps your team. If you're helping that team, you're hurting yourself. So that's my only thing. I, I, wasn't, dis, I wasn't really um, completely opposed to the trade that was um, made. But at the end of the day, any help to a guy that's just got two giant injuries is not good. Just stay away from that. Well, especially since he yeah. traded, he traded away Hunt. You know what I mean? Like that, I was just like, come on. Like, we're just putting him back in it. Like, he traded away yeah. Hunt the week before. Yeah. Yep. which almost screwed me this week. And then, uh, you know, you're going well, to go did screw me because the, the week that he traded, he traded uh, lawyer Pete that week. I was playing lawyer Pete that week who had nobody playing. Rivera traded him a bunch of good players. It worked out for both of them. They got, he got Galladay, Pete got hunt and somebody else. I forget, but those two players both had good weeks and ended up beating me. So it, it kind of backfired. And it was funny because, Rivera and um, Arnice would have been making a trade again this week, knowing that I'm playing Arnice this week and I play Rivera the following week. So it's like, I feel like everybody's just like, Oh, look ahead. I'm playing Paul. going to get some stack up that deck. on me. Uh, not that I anybody know, needs I think to you're paranoid. Team. Yeah. Well, definitely paranoid, but I think, I think I nobody, not, well, I was getting ready to say like, way too much credit I'm, to think he no, knows. Yeah. I'm definitely paranoid. Week. I'm definitely paranoid. Cause trust me, nobody needs to stack the deck against my team. I had one good week. That's what I, I, hope I, can, I hope I can piece it together and get a second week. If, if, here's That's the thing. This is the, this is the only week of the year that I'm pretty sure that the other uh, 10 players in the league that aren't in, this, in my matchup uh, will root for me. Uh, when I play Mikey, when I play Arnice, everybody will root for me. 
No, still won't. Uh, I don't believe it. I'm getting, getting teased. Here's the thing. I don't believe this any is, of you guys will root for our niece. Not a single this one. This is what I'll say. I'll say if you were playing Donald Trump, I'd still root for, for Donald Trump. <laughs> I'd still root for Donald Trump to win that yeah. matchup. But anyway, you know, that's that. And listen, that's, that's our league. Hopefully all you listeners out there are enjoying your league as much as we do. Uh, it, listen, we have a group thread that it is just literally non sh- uh, nonstop shit talking from 6.30 in the morning when f- – Somebody first wakes up until 1 a.m. when somebody finally goes to bed, and it's just nonstop. I know Eddie probably just scrolls through most of those texts now. But uh, it's, yeah, it's like reading the newspaper every morning. <laughs> so it, it's, it's a good time. So, uh, you know, let's jump out of our league, and let's just jump into some of the segments that we have tonight on the show. One thing we want to talk about here are some stock rising. This is one of our segments that we have every week. And I know Cavi, you know, last week had, had some issues with all of his picks, stock rising, stock fallings. Even his one bet that we had with this stream of the week with uh, Wilson Jr., obviously that didn't pan out for him. So he owes me a bet with the McKinnon area. But, Cav, who do you have this week on your stock rising? And give me a little explanation why. Uh, I got S- Scotty Miller. Um, I was a little down on him last week just because historically the week when Godwin was out last, uh, it didn't really go his way. But this week you have Godwin's questionable again. O.J. Howard's hurt. He's not going to be playing. Mike Evans is real banged up. He's going to be playing at like maybe 50%. He's, I mean, Mike Evans, though, he went out there on a bum ankle this week and, and threw down a great week. But I think if you have Scotty Miller hanging around somewhere, I think he's a really great play this week. He, I think he's good for a touchdown, maybe, uh, you know, again, about 75 yards. So if you need to stream somebody or, uh, you know, you need to, to fill a spot, I think he's good. And I think he's going to be good moving forward. Um, you know, like a, he, He's the new Julian Edelman. You know, Tom Brady loves his Wes Welker, his, his Julian Edelman, and Scotty Miller is filling that position for him. And, they're, you know, he's getting the looks, he's getting the targets. As long as he could pull him in, he does miss a couple that, uh, you know, he's not as good as a Julian Edelman as far as pulling them in, but he's scrappy and – you know, I, I think he's going to get his looks every single week uh, going forward. So I think he, he's rising and, and he's somebody to stash. I think he's only owned, I think I looked at him, like 17% of leagues. So, Yeah, and, and again, you know, I'll, I'll agree with you on a short week, right, with Tampa Bay playing the Bears on Thursday night this week is, is Godwin doesn't look good to play. Like you said, O.J. Howard's out for the season now. Um, and, and coming back, right, he's been doing these numbers as a number two with Godwin out. Uh, you know, when he's when he's got number three guarding him, uh, I think he could put up similar, if not better, numbers going forward. So I, I like the play, Cav, for sure, going there. Scotty, Scotty Miller, especially, obviously, you saw Tom Brady dishing it this week. I think he had five touchdowns to five different receivers, which is Tom Brady-type thing. So I like the pick. So nice play. Uh, E-Dog, who do you have as your uh, rising star and why? Um, well, my stock riser and faller, they kind of go hand in hand, um, but I'll start off with uh, my riser and it's Chase Edmonds for the Cardinals. Um, I just think that um, I'll get into um, Kenyon Drake in a little bit, but I think they're starting to realize that f- first and foremost, it's the Kyler Murray show there. Um, but I think people were drafting Kenyon Drake as kind of um, – you know, catching balls out of the backfield and having, <laughs> having, uh, you know, being a workhorse there. And it's, it's not the case. And Chase Edmonds just seems to, uh, to be getting more and more opportunities. Just this past week against Carolina, he ran 15 passing routes to Drake zero. Um, 
and he's he had 10 touches this past week. It's the second time this uh, season so far he had he had 10 touches or more, and he had a touchdown in each of those games that he had at least 10, 10 touches. So um, I, I do think that, um, you know, he's just outperforming Drake, and I think he's going to get more and more opportunities as long as he keeps, you know, doing what he's doing. So let me ask you this on, on Chase Edmonds. Is, is, this isn't a guy that you're necessarily going to start right away. Is this a guy that you're kind of keeping and stashing on your bench as, as somebody you see as the year progresses will get more and more touches and potentially? Yeah, I mean, especially now with, with, with bye weeks coming up, you never know what team's going to be quarantined or what game's going to be canceled next. I mean, having a Chase Edmonds as like your RB, RB4 or 5 on your bench, you know, that's – throw them in as a flex play if you need one one desperate week especially now when there's going to be four or five teams sometimes six teams per week on by you know you're going to be you're going to be scraping at the barrel soon in some of these upcoming weeks i think especially with the unknown and uncertainty of teams being quarantined and games being canceled as well yeah i agree i i think chase Edmonds can uh, you know show that potential as being a starter uh, you know somewhere down the road if not, i think especially uh, in ppr leagues as a flex play if you need one i think he'll be um he'll be a good one good fit there i like it and speech speaking of catching balls and Kenyon drake um mm-hmm. paul who do you have this week as your uh riser so i got a uh, tim patrick wide receiver from denver um he's only owned in less than five percent of leagues but um, he's put together uh, back-to-back solid weeks. This week he uh, went for uh, six catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Um, but over the first four games, he's averaged five targets, four catches. Uh, he had his first 100 yards. Like I said, he had a great week this week, over 100 yards receiving. Um, back-to-back games with a touchdown. And here's the thing. They, that team is just riddled with injuries. It started early on with uh, Cortland Sutton, and obviously then um, – you know, Drew Locke went out, so they got they got Rippon in there as their backup quarterback. Now we uh, they have injuries to Fant, they have injuries to KJ Hamler. Um, I, I like I, I, Tim Patrick is is a great pickup right now. Uh, they have a good schedule coming up. They play New England this week coming up in Week Five, where they've given up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers. They play Miami the next week, where they've given up the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers. And then after that, they play Kansas City, who obviously is really, really uh, stingy against wide receivers. But at the end of the day, you know it's gonna, you're going to have to throw the ball. Um, you're going to have to throw the ball. It's basically game script. And, um, you know, if you look at Kansas City, although they don't give up a lot of fantasy points, they've given up 80-plus pass uh, receiving yards to three out of four uh, wide receivers this year that they've played against. So uh, big-time wide receivers anyway. So I think that um, all in all, like for the next three weeks – uh, Tim Patrick could be a great play in your lineup. Um, and then they, they, they leads into the bye week. So I'm, I'm rising on Tim Patrick. I definitely think that he actually almost ended up as my stream of the week this week. Yeah. And I like him too. You, like you said, he had a touchdown in the back to back games. I think he's a guy for sure that you want to keep. I, I don't know if he's going to be in starting rosters unless, you know, we're starting to get into bye week. So you might have him as, as a flex play at, at some point or a wide receiver three, if, if you have deeper leagues, but um, he's definitely a guy that's on my radar for sure um, to keep an eye on. But. And I like, so here real quick, I, I just want to say this. I think we're at the point now when you get into week five in fantasy, fantasy worlds, right? You start to, you start to look at, you know, we've already talked about this with players that just aren't panning out, right? We just talked about, you know, Drake. 
So same thing from the wide receivers. There's guys out there that we're going to talk about in a minute that just aren't panning out for you, that you drafted in positions that they should have been better than they are. Um, it's time to start looking at streaming players. Like you got to start playing matchups and you got to start taking those big name players out of your lineup. And you got to start putting guys in there that are producing like Scotty Miller in matchup situations. If you want to win fantasy, you, you, you can draft at the beginning of the day, you drafted this team that you thought was great. If it's not panning out, you got to start to stream players. So when you say this, then, uh, you know, you just got done talking about how you have guys that you drafted that aren't panning out. So now that you see that and you're realizing that their trade value, uh, you had a Twitter poll out, trade low, bench, drop. Are you going to agree with me that the first three weeks is actually where you could trade people at their floor if they were drafted high, just so you could have a talking point as, listen, this is the first round draft pick, man, is you need them, right? Like you're Kenan Drake. Your yep. first two, three weeks, you had an opportunity to trade him, say, hey, he's a first-round draft pick. People realize he was like around the first-round draft pick. They may have soaked him up off your squad, but now you're lucky if you're going to get like a Mark Ingram for him. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with the fact that in the first two to three weeks, you have a talking point that, hey, look at where he's drafted. He has all the potential in the world versus where – but you don't anticipate by week five these guys are still flopping. And you, you, you want to try to play these guys out. It doesn't work out all the time. You, they're every first round, every single year, there's, there's busts. Um, unfortunately, I seem to find all of them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you to a point. So, yeah, and about time you finally agree with me. You know, maybe one day when you start agree, your phone, agreeing it's, with uh, me. It's, it's ticking. Uh, maybe one day if you agree with me a little bit earlier in the season you might win a championship but uh until that day it's not going to happen so anyway moving forward and speaking of the guy e-dog let's jump with you who is your stock falling right now in the nfl well i talked about him a little bit with my chase edmonds uh stock rising but Kenyon drake paul sorry buddy he's just uh he's not good or hasn't been good i should say uh just averaging 3.8 yards per carry through four games um has one touchdown. It was in the first week. Hasn't had more than two targets in the last two weeks out of the pack, out of the backfield. I I don't know. I I just I he I as I said with Chase Edmonds. I just think that he's not performing. Chase Edmonds is. I think Chase Edmonds is just going to start taking. Even I, I know it's not. It's it's probably like sixty thirty in Drake's favor right now. But I wouldn't be surprised if it went closer to 50-50 um, in a couple of weeks. I, I, as a Drake <laughs> truther, all year long. And all, I know 60-30 uh, doesn't add up to 100. Yeah, that's I, what I, I was going to say, Eddie. There's 10% of the downs where there's nothing in the backfield. That's, yeah. that's the booze uh, talk. But I, I would say this. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know. Ever, people that follow me on Twitter know Kay Adams is my 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 girl, right? And uh, she's the same way. She's a, she was a she was a uh, she was a Drake truther too. And and we all, I, I really did think he was going to have. The, I, I barked him up to everybody and anybody I took. Sometimes you get it wrong. Um, I agree with you, Eddie. He's not good. I watched him this week. I talked to Tommy uh, for the first three weeks, and I'm like, they just don't give him the ball in the red zone. They don't give him enough chances. You know, Kyler Murray's just kind of stealing a lot of his thunder with these runs from inside of five yards. They gave him the ball. They gave him the ball. He just, he's terrible. He's terrible. He doesn't. And when you put Chase Edmonds in against the same defenses and he's breaking 
six, seven, eight, 15, 20 yard runs that, that Kenyon Drake can't get past the line of scrimmage. It's, it's no wonder that Miami got rid of him personally. Yeah. No, I, I, I can't agree more. I have him in one league and I took him there only because you were barking him. And I'm like, if my brother's right, I'd like to benefit from it. Um, it didn't work out. Obviously. Thank, thank God that you got him in our league, but um, you know, Kenyon Drake is, is junk. So Cav, let's, let's talk. Who do you have this week as your stock falling? And uh, hopefully you don't bash me too much on this one. I got uh, Julio Jones as my stock falling. I mean, I, he's banged up. I'll give him that. You know, he, he's banged up. But he's had eight points over the last three weeks. That's not what you're looking for out of uh, Julio Jones, whether you drafted him or whether you traded for him. Um, you're just looking for more out of him at that point, more value. Uh, the Falcons have a lot of weapons. They're spreading the ball around a lot. Julio Jones doesn't even get the looks. I mean, he only had four targets this week. And, I mean, Russell Gage had four targets. So, it's like if you're looking to gauge the same amount as this year, looking to Julio Jones, I think even maybe the Falcons are thinking, and Matt Ryan's thinking, like, it's, you know, he, he's, he's in a bad position or he's not ready to play. He's hurt. You know, they're not utilizing him in the way that you well, he's want. Definitely, he's, he's definitely hurt if you look, uh, you know, in his defense – and obviously, as, as a person that just recently traded for him, um, he didn't play the entire second half yesterday. So, you know, he had those four catches in the first half. But again, it, that's the scary part. He didn't play in the second half. And who knows what's going to happen going forward, right? Do they put him on the short-term IR, you know? Yeah, I mean, especially if you're somebody that, like, tried to take advantage of, of somebody to get that player, and then it ends up that, like, it backfired on you. I would probably be real upset about it. Um, you know, but uh, fantasy karma is fantasy karma. But yeah, like, I mean, at, like I said, I, I totally agree. I mean, Julio Jones, one of the greatest receivers of all time. He is banged up right now, but you can't be having, you know, he, he should be your wide receiver one or like if you trade it for him, maybe you're using him as wide receiver two at this point. Um, you can't be having that person get four targets, you know, in a week. Um, you know, like I said, Russell Gage is getting the same amount of targets. So you know, you just need more out of him. So he's my stock falling. And I, I, I think until he gets healthy, it's, he's, he's going to keep falling, you know? Yeah. And as a Julio owner, thank God he's my number three actually right now, um, which is good for me. I actually hope that they put him on the, the three-week IR and put him out for a little bit, let him get healthy, let, let him get that hamstring right, right? Like um, that's, that's nothing to mess around with as a wide receiver. And Cav, I hate to say this and I – and actually, I don't mind saying it this week. It's because the league dogged me saying I took advantage of Greeble socks in our trade. But obviously, socks got the better of that, right? Like Miles Gaskins had, had a good week. And uh, T.Y. Hilton's still healthy, but not putting up big numbers. And speaking of T.Y. Hilton, Savant. who uh, smoke? What do you think about the guy? Well, I think this much of him. He's my stock falling slash plummeted stash slash Drop him off your team. Um, T.Y. Hilton is, yeah, I said it. T.Y. Hilton's just, he's terrible. Um, he's terrible for every fantasy owner where he was drafted, where you expect him to be. Uh, first four games, less than eight fantasy points in every game. Uh, less than half. five, less than five fantasy points in two out of four of them. So, like, you're not even getting five fantasy points. You're not getting eight fantasy points in any of these games from him. Um, hasn't had more than four catches or 53 yards in a single game. He was out targeted this week by Zach Pascal 
I'll say that again, right? He was out-targeted this week by Zach Pascal. Ooh, uh, last three games, he's had five targets, three targets, five targets. He, they're not even looking his way. He can't beat defenders anymore. Um, Phillip Rivers, it, it's, he's just not his target. It's just not his favorite look. It's just not his favorite read. And if I'm being honest, if I'm, I just don't think Phillip Rivers is that good. I think that that's a running team, run-first team behind a great offensive line. Phillip Rivers, if you look at his numbers, he's not going to hold up a number one wide receiver in fantasy anymore. Um, and they play the Browns this week, which if you look at the Browns, they give up a bunch of fantasy points to wide receivers, but not to the number one receiver on the team because he gets Denzel Ward. And I'm telling you right now, T.Y. Hilton's not going to beat Denzel Ward. He's going to have another bust week. Um, I think it's time to unload T.Y. Hilton. Three catches, 29 yards last week. It's not going to get any better for him. So I'm off on him. Oh, would you would you start uh, Tim Patrick over T.Y. this week? 100%. I, if anybody, if anybody's in on a on a money, if anybody's in on a bet on that one, I'll take it. No, Tommy, I kind of like it. Tommy, you like Ty over? Patrick? Yeah, I'll take, I'll take Ty. That. I think. Uh, I, listen, I, I know he has a Google tough matchup. matchup. I know he has a tough matchup, and I know this season so far he hasn't had big numbers. But Ty is the the deep ball. You look at his career, right? He's that deep ball threat. Um, you know, he's going to catch one of those long passes in a game for like 50, 60 yards for a touchdown that inflate his numbers his entire career. Um, you look historically, he hasn't been really much of a double digit touchdown guy. So you kind of knew what you're going to get with him, especially with a new quarterback. And again, I, I say this going into, uh, you know, week five now is, is there was no preseason. Um, and it's, it's still trying to build chemistry. I still think T Y Hilton, uh, by the end of the year, will have six, seven touchdowns and, uh, you know, I think this week is the first year or the first week he breaks out. I think he has, you know, I'm not saying a hundred yard game, but pretty close and a touchdown this week versus the Browns. I'll take just, all of just, that. Do you think, let me ask this question and I'll ask the, the, I said it, but I'll ask all three of you guys. Do you think that Phillip Rivers can still produce a number one wider, like a, a top 12 wide receiver in fantasy football? Yeah. I don't like, did you see him throwing that? Like he was he's struggling terrible. to get the ball downfield this week. Um, that's sidearm. I mean, he just, he never he's learned how to had, throw. He's always had that, but I, I agree with you. Like he's always he's, had that kind of like push mode. Like that's not his problem. Problem is he's just, he's just not a good quarterback anymore. Well, that, uh, and I'm what I'm saying sure. is I think, I think as you, as you go forward, I mean, Philip Rivers always relied just on muscling that ball with yeah. that passing motion. He never learned how to throw the ball that well, he never got the the mechanics down, which always was fine because he did fine. But now, as you get older, you know, look at Tom Brady with the elasticity. Elasticity. Yeah, like you know, he saved his body. He can still sling it, and I, I mean, even well, he, wear, even is, he's wearing down. But Rivers, when you're just throwing with your arm, sidearm, it's gonna it's gonna come down. I mean, he's 40 years old too, right? I don't. Yeah. Well, he's he's up. He's Getting up. He's Big Ben's age. He, they came out in the same Yeah, so he's like 40. So he's close to 40. But here's the thing. I, I don't think that they're, they're expecting him to do what he did in, in San Diego. They're not expecting him to throw the ball 30 times, 40 times a game. They're not expecting him to throw for 300 yards. Like, that is a run-first team. They're not wanting him to be that guy. They just – at this point, he has been relegated to a game manager, and I just don't think he's going to be able to produce – I don't even think he's going to be able to produce a top 24 wide receiver on that team, personally. I think you're on drugs. I think, again, I think T.Y. Hilton and, and that offense will come around. 
Um, that's just my thought. I hope you're right. It, For it fantasy purposes, time. I hope you're it right. It just takes time. It just takes time. So anyway, let's move off T.Y. Hilton because obviously Paulie's ready to. Um, let's do the sit of the week. We'll go with um, Paul. Who do you have this week as your sit of the week? And give us a little explanation why you think you should sit this person. So my sit of the week is, uh, it's not an easy sit. And, and we, you know, you have to sometimes, like I just got done saying you sometimes when you get to week five, you got to start to make some difficult decisions on where you draft guys versus is it time to, you know, cut the cord once in a while for them. I'm going to go Miles Sanders. I think you, you bench Miles Sanders this week. Um, this past week, he had 13 carries for 46 yards. Huge game for him. Um, obviously, he's tense my sarcasm. Um, but here's the thing. He, he plays the Steelers. He plays the Steelers this week coming off of the proverbial buy. These guys are hungry. They're anxious to get out on the field. And by the way, they give up the fewest rushing yards for any team in the NFL. They give up the third fewest fantasy points to running back, and they haven't allowed a single hundred yard rusher in the NFL. Couple that with the fact that the Eagles are not good. They're, they're, their offensive line is a disaster right now. They're just piecing it together with band-aids. And um, they have no real wide receiver weapons threats that are going to keep people from stacking the box on Miles Sanders. So uh, will he probably break double-digit points into the 10-11 range? Sure. Um, but I'll tell you right, here's, here's two guys that I pick out straight up that I would, I would start over him. And, Tom, you'd actually be happy with one of them. David Johnston, I'd start him over Miles Sanders this week. And James Robinson, I'd start both of those guys over Miles Sanders this week. I think Miles Sanders is going to have a off week. Maybe, maybe he breaks the double digit with 10, 11 points, but I can still see him getting single digits into the eight, seven points this week against the Steelers. Hey, hey, listen, I, I don't, I don't disagree with the Steelers defense is, is phenomenal this year, but you look is I think teams go into playing the Steelers with their game plan is they have the best rush defense, but you look, they don't give up a ton of rushes, right? Like opposing teams don't run against them. And I know, uh, you know, uh, 2.7 yards per carry is what they're giving up right now. I think if teams ran the ball more, right, you look at running backs in the NFL, they don't average five yards per carry. That's their average, but they don't do that every play, right? As they'll do two and two and two, and then they'll run for four, you know, and then they'll run for 10 is, is that's what they do. So I think, um, offenses give up on the run game too much and I think like you said is the Eagles don't have that pass offense right now and Carson Wentz isn't playing up to Carson Wentz level of football I think they have to rely on some of that run game and just to even if it's just a game management aspect of of their uh, play calling they're gonna give Miles Sanders a lot of touches this week whether it's through the pass game or through the rush game and I think he has a solid game I think he'll be up in the upper teens this week in points. I'll take that bet. What do you, what, what number are you putting on it? Upper teams. I don't know. 17, 18. I was going to say 17. But so I'm yeah, going to go over. I'll okay. 15. I'll go over under 15 with you. You're going to say 17. I'll give you, I'll give you 15 over under 15. Yeah, you're taking I'll the take over. over 15 for sure. Yeah. Okay. And it, well, Kev, you look like you wanted something to say on that one. I think the Eagles are back. I really do. I think, uh, I, I don't think they're as, as bad and as counted out as everyone, uh, thought they were and i think uh, miles sanders is gonna you know have a great season and he's the workhorse there they're gonna have to use him he's catching balls out of the backfield too so that offensive line is so just so beat up they did it i I know but guys are gonna start coming back they're gonna be 
They're gonna be. Uh, they're gonna be okay. I think the they're number one in their I division. I wouldn't pick. Uh, I wouldn't pick the Steelers a team to be the team that you're gonna all of a sudden. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I, I mean, obviously, the Steelers' defense is great, but I think uh, the Eagles have turned a corner, and I think yeah, I don't disagree. It's that. all that they have left. When you have somebody that's you know he's the standout player in that team, he's gonna get the the looks. He's gonna get the the touches. He's gonna put up points this week. I would say yeah, yeah. 15, fifteen to seventeen points is not unheard of at all for what he's going to do this week. What was that other bet that we, we talked about like five minutes ago? What was the other? Uh, T.Y. Hilton having uh, a touch uh, better than um, your boy, uh, Tim Patrick. Okay. Got it. So moving on from Miles Sanders, who's definitely going to have over 15 fantasy points. Um, E-Dog, who do you uh, have as your sit of the week? Well, I'll probably get some flack for this. Um, but it's an, also another stud, Joe Mixon, coming off that big – week i i I know it's not everybody probably foolish but i like i like to be a little bit risky every now and then but if i had joe mixon i don't know if i would play him against the baltimore defense this week if you look at he had Kenyon drake numbers coming in before he had this monster 45 point fantasy week like he had 4.6 fantasy points his first week 10.6 second week 7.5 third week and then he goes off for 45 points like he he wasn't doing anything special. He just played a Jacksonville defense that you know they're not good against the run. They give up the six most fantasy points. I mean, he his performance probably helped, but um, he has the Baltimore defense who's top five against the run, uh, or at least for you know um, against giving up the fewest fantasy points for opposing running backs. Um, it was the first time he had over twenty carries all year. Um, I think 19, he had week one, but I don't know. I, I don't see Joe Mixon following up nearly as good of a, of a week this week against the Baltimore defense. And even going forward, if you look at their schedule, he like the, I think five of the next seven weeks, not including a bye week or including a bye week. Um, the, Bengals face, I think, all, all the, those defenses that they play are top 10 against fantasy uh, running backs. So I think he's going to have a tough few weeks ahead of him, not just this week, but I don't know. I, I think that was a fluke game, and I think that um, – I think all the Bengals this week, Burrow, I wouldn't start any of them if I didn't have to. So, so, so – What do you think? You, you looked like you had something else. Yeah, I just I, – so, I, I don't disagree with the fact that it's it's Baltimore defense is always a scary start. But here's what I'll tell you. Um, two things. One, um, I wish to God that Kenyon Drake even remotely looked like Joe Mix in the first four weeks of the season. He doesn't. But two, um, you know, I think that they've turned the corner in the Bengals and started realizing, like they did at the end of last year, that Joe Mixon is their – their lifeline that he is the the main artery of that that offense um and if you look baltimore is you know baltimore just gave up over 125 yards to antonio gibson from uh the washington a lot of that was through the passing game sure but i mean but but here's the thing mixon's mixon's not he's not immune to he's he's a he's a heavy catcher he catches the ball i know but they, they have geo who plays a lot of the third down work yeah, he still gets his. He still gets his looks. I think. Uh, I think this week when when Gio had that one decent, I think it was like a ten yard little uh, dump pass out of the backfield. I think the announcers actually said, "Oh, we forgot Gio Bernard was on the team." 
Yeah. He's dwindled in the last couple of weeks. So, so Eddie, do you have any, any off the top, off the cuff, is there anybody that you would start over mixing that maybe our listeners would be kind of like, Oh, like that's surprising. Um, Joshua Kelly with no Eckler. Um, Fumble Ruski. They needed a running back. I mean, I know they have <laughs> Justin Jackson too, yeah. but Damian. No, um, I, I like I like I like Kelly. He just he needs to hold on to the ball so he can get more carries. Every time he fumbles in the that offense, they pull him out of the game for half the game. But no, <clears> I, I I'm okay with that. I like that. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would start Joshua Kelly over mixing this week. I think. Okay. Yeah, and 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 I'm kind of on Paul's squad a little bit here. Like he said, Antonio Gibson had 125 total yards. You look at. Uh, Nick Chubb, week one, I think he averaged over six yards a carry. And you look at Clyde Edwards, right? Like the guy everybody's been kind of down on this year so far. Uh, he had, you know, 16 or 17 fantasy points against the Baltimore Ravens defense. I, I think it's a tough play, especially, you know, those guys aren't in the same division. Uh, when you have division rivals, obviously the defenses always step up. So I think it's going to be a, a tough play for sure, Eddie. I like where your head's at at it. Um, but again, I think it always goes back to the, the key rule of draft, right? You don't draft these guys to bench them. Um, just my take, uh, calf dog, who do you have this week as your sit of the week and give us an uh, explanation why Daryl Henderson. Um, I think he was really trending towards a, a, an every week back, you know, almost an RB two borderline RB one. If you were really hurting in, in a, in a, and in a spot. And then this week, I mean, they're going towards Malcolm Brown more and more. And uh, I think he's just going to continue to lose touches and, and he's not going to be reliable for where people needed to play him. Like I know there's somebody in our league that, you know, he's basically their RB1 right now because of of uh, Saquon Barkley going down. So I don't know. I, I think, you know, two weeks ago, um, Henderson was looking like he was going to be a, a replacement for you and and he was going to put up some big numbers and now he's just on the downward slope and I you know Cam Akers is looking like he's uh, you know on the mend and it's going to be unreliable week to week but more than anything Malcolm Brown just this week vultured so many touches from him and especially the on the passing downs so I don't know I think uh, I think this week I'm sitting him Smoke, what do you think about the Rams' backfield and Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, and Cam Makers? So I, I said this a few weeks ago on the show. Um, I, I, I'm totally against any time I see a three-headed backfield in fantasy purposes. I own Cam Akers. Um, it's disappointing that he got injured early on. I thought he would probably uh, emerge as the leading back in that backfield, but I think it's if it does happen, it wouldn't happen. It's not going to happen until the end of the year, which is way too late now. But uh, I, I agree with Cavi. I love the fact that he is like the lemon juice to uh, poor uh, lawyer Pete's wound uh, for the last two years with the ugly, ugly Saquon Barkley trade that he made. And Saquon just can't stay on the field and poor uh, lawyer Pete has just suffered from it. And yeah, right. He, uh, I think it's just, you know, it's just a little bit more salt on that, that he, uh, that Daryl Henderson is, he's not, he's not a guy that you could rely on um, week to week. I, I, Totally agree. Um, I stay away from that whole backfield in general. There's wide receivers on that team I like, not not running backs. Yeah, wide I'm, receivers on that you. team I love. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cavi's man. So, Cav, you had your sit of the week as a running back. Obviously, looking at the paper here, your stream of the week as a running back. Let's just jump right into that, roll into it. If, if you're going to bench Daryl Henderson, 
Is this guy your uh, next man up? I don't know. So I was kind of struggling. I was looking for something that was a little bit, uh, you know, for somebody like that's in a league like ours where I think this year everywhere running backs are, are just few and far between. Um, it's really tough to find one out there. And this guy is not owned in a ton of leagues, but, you know, he's available. He's out there where you can get him. So Damian Harris, he had a great week. You know, he had 17 rushes for 100 yards. He broke a 41-yarder where he looked really good. Um, I think he's a good play versus Denver. I think that there's never a, an awesome, you know, running back to have in a, uh, a Patriots offense. But I think this week is a good week for him. He's a good, uh, you know, play this week. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, expect long-term success and, and uh, a season-changing play from him. But if you need somebody to stream this week, you can go out and get Damian Harris. And I think, you know, he'll get you 10, 12 points, maybe, you know, right around the 10, 10 mark. He's a good flex play. And he just said he had a great week. He looked awesome out there. He looked head and tails above <clears> – <throat> the rest of the uh, running backs, he's going to get the running downs. And I think they're going to run the ball against Denver. You know, they're going to go up quick, I think, and they're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be able to pound it. And Damian Harris is going to be the guy for that. You know, he's not going to catch a ton of passes for you. Um, but I think he's a good, a fair stream this week. You're right over there. <laughs> yeah. Just the bottom, the bottom of that martini was a little, uh, <laughs> a little dirty. It, was, it was a little strong. Couldn't couldn't tell that it was a little dirty there, E. Um, no, Cav, I, I like that stream. I think he's going to be a decent play going forward. It's just going to be kind of going back to our last conversation with the Rams running backfield is you're going to basically have four running backs up there in New England. That's historically always been a problem. You never know who to start, when to start them, and how to start them. Um, I think, you know, you run into the same problem here. But I like the guy. He looks promising. He, he, He's 100% somebody they have to look at week to week and, and match up. So if, you know, the Patriots are going to be in a position where they're going to run the ball, then, you know, I think he's a good play. But if they're going to be, you know, playing from behind or in a, in a shootout, then he's not going to be your guy because he's not going to do anything for you in a passing heavy game. And also Belichick's just, you know, if he, like, wakes up late or shows up late to practice, he might not even, you know, play that week. So you got to watch that stuff. Jonas Gray, yeah, I- Jonas I will not disagree with anything that any of you guys said because New England backfield always scares me. But I will say this: um, I looked at the I looked at the the um, Google Doc have, and I was actually surprised because you had Damian Harris as your stream of the week, and you had Scotty Miller as your stock rising. And I thought that would be a great flip flop. Like I I had Scotty Miller as a stream of the week last week. He did well. I think he's going to be a great stream of the week this week. I think Damian Harris is a stock that's rising. Um, even though New England's backfield makes you nervous, I, I, feel, I feel like he is they, – they drafted him to be their, their, their lead back. I don't think that they have any more confidence in Sonny Michel. I said Michel. Uh, and he is – I think they're about to put him on – if they didn't already, I think they're putting him on IR. He's already going back, going back to IR. IR. Yeah, so I think that for the foreseeable future, he is going to be their lead back. I agree he doesn't catch out of the backfield, but he has the potential to catch out of the backfield way too many heads to feed there, but I still wouldn't mind him as my RB2 or a flex play every single week. Rough schedule coming up for the foreseeable future, Denver, San Francisco, Buffalo, and then they have Baltimore sandwiched in with new, the, the Jets somewhere in there. Um, so I, uh, I like this play, Cavi. I think he's a great play this week. Um, I think he's one of those guys that you want to have on your team long-term personally, and um, I, I, I – 
I think he's even better than a stream of the week person. Yeah, see, I think he, I think he is good against Denver. I think he'll be good against the Jets. I, I think he's worthless against San Francisco. I think you're gonna. That's it's fair. gonna be week to. I just think it's week to week with him. But I mean, if you're in a, if you're in a, um, the hell is it a, a dynasty league? I mean, I think he's a good pickup because he's well, gonna be there for a do while. You, do you think there's any? Do you think there's any any thought around the fact that he he rushed for a hundred yards with, presumably two just horrible quarterbacks. What can he do when he has a quarterback in there that's actually like a threat, a threat to run, a threat to pass? Like if you put Damian Harris back there, when you have a quarterback that you don't know what he has capabilities of doing, because he's actually pretty effective. I think, I think Damian Harris can. I think, I think Cam vultures runs from him. Straight up. I, Honestly, I agree. Yeah, he especially goal line. I, goal that's line. why I don't like yeah. uh, New England yeah. running but I think backs. That, the I think line. that Damian Harris could probably still run for 100 yards in almost every single game. Oh, I don't know about that. I think, I think Cam enough, really – I think he's going to get enough think, catches, uh, enough carries. So, like, I also think that maybe Cam doesn't play this week again. I think it's very likely. That's so, very possible. With, with COVID, you know, there's probably a two-week window there. But, yeah, actually, so I, I think Cam won't play this week. So, that's why I like Damian Harris too. I, I, I kind of left that part out. I – I forgot why I wrote Cam here, but uh, HIPAA. yeah, HIPAA, HIPAA, yeah. But uh, so yeah, I think I think Cam makes him less valuable when he comes back. Um, yeah, because, I, I agree you know, with that. Gonna vulture. I, and, uh, sorry, go ahead. I think no, if they gonna, give him he's gonna vulture I think everything, touchdowns, and he's gonna vulture. I think they vulture the goal line. I think if he gets fifteen to twenty carries a game, though, he could he could. He's talented enough, and that offensive line is good enough to get him hundred yards. He's not gonna get twenty carries though. He only got fifteen this week with. Bozo's 17, 17 or 17. Yeah. Here's the thing too, is, is I think shot. that and it was his first week back, back off IR though. 17 carries his first week back off IR. First here's two the thing. Eight. Here's the thing. He's, he's not two. One thing. Biggest thing is, is Cam Newton's running quarterback still. Right. And even with the Patriots, that's what he's done. You look at his past yards so far this year, they've been kind of dismal at best. And that means defenses are going to stack the box even more than a Brian horror or Hoyer and a Stidham as quarterback back there. Those, those, those two are throwing quarterbacks. They're not going to run. They know that's what they're going to get. When you bring in a Cam Newton, they're going to stack the box, maybe even have a spy. And I think that's going to slow down the run game going forward when Cam's back in that starting offense. My opinion. I disagree. If you ever look at any, any, rushing, any rushing threat quarterback, their running backs always prosper from that. They do, they do better when they have a running quarterback. Look at it. Like Historically, that, that happens every time. I, I'll look into it, and I'll get back to you next week. Well, I mean, we you can, know, you can, you can look at Baltimore, and the backfield there is an absolute disaster because of that, because of that quarterback. Well, and then your boy like Kenyon Drake, right? Smoke is is you know Kyler Murray's been rushing the ball a lot this year, and he's yeah, a but that's 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 the difference. That's terrible. the difference. He's he's but just that, he's but, just terrible though. Because if you look ooh. at Kansas City's backfield, not really Dobbins, on same fire. Thing. Kenyon Drake is terrible. But if you look at their average, if you look at their average, like they don't, yes, maybe they don't get the ball enough. They don't get enough touches in Baltimore, right? Because that they just do different things. And quite honestly, Lamar is just a different breed of quarterback. He runs the ball more than the running backs do. But if you look at their average, their average yards per carry, it's actually good. You give those guys the ball 20 times and, and you have a, a great running back, but they don't get that. If you, if, 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 can, if uh, New England gives the ball to Damian Harris 15 to 20 times with Cam Newton as a quarterback, I'm telling you right now, he'll, he'll hit that 100-yard mark. Yeah, and if I didn't make bad trades to everybody, then our 
league wouldn't have as many rules, but unfortunately it happens and we do. I thought you were so going to go that, with the, uh, if my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle thing. I was going to say that, but I, I held back and tried to switch it up. But anyway, so moving off Damian Harris, we spent a whole ton of time on uh, Damian Harris, that backfield of many heads up there in New England, and we, we all know and had a taste of that at some point in our fantasy football careers. E-Dog, who do you have this, year, uh, this week as your stream of the week? Um, my first uh, thought was to pick Polly's guy, but Polly will uh, touch on him. But I uh, decided to go with uh, Justin Herbert, the quarterback for the Chargers. And as a Keenan Allen owner, this like kind of like gives me hope that this guy took over for Tyrod because um, ever since he did three straight games – of 290 or more passing yards this past week against Tampa Bay, he had three touchdowns passing and he played three solid defenses, um, Kansas city, Carolina, and Tampa Bay. They're, they're no slouch against the quarterback and even in the secondaries. Bless you. What's that? Oh. Cavi. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, those, the three teams that he plays played um, are all top five according to Yahoo, of allowing fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. And he averaged 22 in our league. He averaged 22 fantasy points so far in those three games as he became the starter. Um, this week he has the Saints D, who gives up the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I see a shootout happening with, um, with Drew Brees down in the Dome. I can see another 300-yard game, two or three touchdowns, maybe an INT. He has an INT in each game so far. But um, as a stream, I'll take that any day of the week if you need one. Yeah. One of our beat writers actually informed us, uh, you know, earlier this week that um, team doctor out there in, uh, for L.A. Chargers is actually related to Herbert. Um, so that's why there hasn't been a Tyrod Taylor sighting in a while. That may be fake um, news. <laughs> for sure, fake news. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> But no, is, is unfortunately for Tyrod, right, is this guy came in there, he got paid a decent amount of money to become the starting quarterback, has that freak doctor injury there, you know, that's still kind of on the down low. Um, and it looks like he's never going to get his job back, right? Herbert's been a stud. Like you said, every week he's had 310 yards a game on average. Uh, I think the job's his going forward. Great draft pick there. And like you said, he's, he's brought an uptick to every receiver there. Um, Austin Eckler obviously had an uptick before his injury as well. I love this play, E Dog, and this hopefully this is somebody that people in um, you know um, keeper leagues drafted late in the game and uh, can keep for next year. So I lo I love this pick, Smoke. Who do you have as your uh, stream of the week? Um, well, to, to Eddie, uh, Eddie alluded a little bit to it. Um, I'm going to go with Teddy Bridgewater for my stream of the week. Um, he has just been getting better week after week after week. And I think this past week against the guy Arizona, that you've dogged. You literally yeah, dogged this guy. I know. Like it's, it's, all, I, I gotta be honest. It's the first couple weeks. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm not normally a Teddy Bridgewater guy. Um, so sometimes you just gotta, you gotta swallow your, swallow your pride and realize that, Hey man, this guy might be a good play this week. And you, yeah, um, you dogged him too because of the whole DJ Moore, right? As yeah, as a DJ Moore owner, I, I hate Teddy Bridgewater's guts right now because he likes Robbie Anderson better. But 
here's the thing. Um, last week he played Arizona. He, he passed for 276 yards and a touchdown. And then on top of it, his legs start to look like, like pretty young, right? Like Teddy Bridgewater actually looked young, 32 yards rushing. He had a really nice uh, uh, scramble for a touchdown to run a touchdown in. Um, he plays the Falcons this week. And that's my number one. If I'm looking for any quarterback that I, you know, that I need to stream, I'm looking at anybody playing the Atlanta Falcons. They've given up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, they haven't given up any less than 30 points to any quarterback fantasy wise this year. Um, they've given up 13 passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, to quarterbacks, 300. They've given up 300 passing yards to every quarterback that they've played against. Um, Russell Wilson. Now here's the thing. They, they've played some, they've played elites, right? They've played Russell Wilson, Dak and Rogers, and every one of them have just lit them up, but they also played, uh, Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. And if you combine their two numbers, uh, each playing about, eh, about half that game in Chicago, um, they even put up 31 total fantasy points combined. So this team is just destined to give up fantasy points to quarterbacks. I think Teddy Bridgewater has a solid, solid game and you start the bye weeks this week, right? So you have two quarterbacks that are typically starters in most fantasy leagues. You have a Stafford on bye, and you have Aaron Rodgers on bye. If either one of those two guys are your starters and you don't have a, a, you know, a backup to them, go grab Teddy Bridgewater and start him with confidence against the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm, I'm pretty positive. You'll have at least, 20 to 30 fantasy points somewhere in that range he'll he'll put up over 20 fantasy points this week i love this play um obviously like you said is you look at what uh, aaron Rodgers did this past monday night he shredded atlanta's um defense and obviously if you watch the game they've had a ton of injuries right they i think that one point they were playing linebackers at, at the safety position um, I think I think you see that again this week, right? They, they, they'll bring some folks up from the practice squad, but not to knock them, right? They're way better than any of us will ever be, but they're still practice squad players in the NFL. Um, they're going to get exposed. Teddy Bridgewater is going to do that. I think DJ Moore, I think you're, uh, you know, Robbie Anderson, both have big games again. And I think, uh, you know, Davis out of the backfield has another big game. So I, I can't agree more with this pick eat. You said or a little bit prior to, um, you know, Paul speaking on Teddy Bridgewater that you were going to pick him. You know, what you have any additional input that you want to toss, toss out here? No, he basically hit the nail on the head, as they say. Um, playing against the Atlanta Falcons, I mean, any quarterback, they make look good. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. I know they played a bunch of studs, as Paul alluded to, but, you know, Mitch Trubisky, Foles, um, they're mediocres in my eyes. They're not. They're not Rodgers. They're not Dak. They're not Russ. They're, they're mid-low tier of the quarterback skill players, I think. And if you're making them look like freaking Hall of Famers, then, you know, any quarterback that you start against the Falcons, I think, Homer away, um, I, think, I think it's a good pick. And you should have that, that W in the bag in, in your fantasy league. And speaking of the bag, uh, my internal colostomy bag is full, so I have to go release that. I'll catch you guys uh, next week. See you, buddy. Have a good one. See you, Doug. So, Eddie, or Tommy, I'll, I'll say this. Like, uh, just, to, just to finish up with this, like, you know, I'm not asking – I'm not telling people to go out there and, and, and you know, bench a stud for um, Teddy Ridgewater. But in addition to the um, two quarterbacks that I mentioned that are on bye – 
there are some quarterbacks out there like Carson Wentz playing the Steelers. I would take Teddy Bridgewater over him. Um, there is uh, Baker Mayfield over the Colts. I would take Teddy Bridgewater over him. Cam Newton, Cavi alluded to it earlier, maybe still probably still going to be COVID. I would take, if, if you have these guys as your starting quarterbacks, I'll take Teddy Bridgewater as a streaming option all day over them. Yeah, I, I like all those plays that you stated. Uh, again, right, I think the Colts defense is finally starting to get the respect that they deserve. Baker Mayfield, he's been a struggle this year. I know last game he, he did okay, but they called bananas and let Jarvis Landry throw a touchdown to Baker, mm -hmm. uh, to OBJ instead of, you know, Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, I love that. No, I think Baker's going to be just fine moving forward. I think that offense is finally clicking where it needs to be, and I think you're going to see him putting up 20 points. You know, he's not going to be a be a stud all-star. He's not going to put up 50 points for you, but I think he's going to put up a consistent 20 points every week. May Mayfield or Bridgewater this week, Cavi? I'm going Mayf uh, I'm going Baker this week. All right, all right. Throw something down. Let's go. Uh, we'll, we'll put no, it on, I'm not we'll going to bet on. on. I'm not that. I'm no, not that confident. But no, I mean it's not like we actually give anything out. We'll just throw it right. on the board as a, we'll see. If we get yeah. Something. No, definitely. Well, I, the I agree. only thing that's been given up this week is Paul his V card to all those girls on the Bumble again. Love and the Bumble. you know he's been crushing it. Just like uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to do this week. That's not true. I don't. Uh, even, this is I, coming I from a. I, I mean, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, so it behooves me my account. that um he's on to Christian Mingle now. Um. <laughs> It behooves me that Teddy Bridgewater does well as a Panthers fan. I'm just not sold. I think he's a, a adequate quarterback to win games. I just think fantasy-wise, I just don't see it with him. Listen, when Cavi starts using words like behoove and adequate, I'm done for tonight. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the show. I appreciate it. We appreciate it here at the Point After Show. Give us a listen to on YouTube, Facebook, uh, iTunes, Holly's Bumble starting to record the podcast and play it Still out there. It. So thank you, everybody. Have a great night. Peace.